Good morning, everybody. Let's go. Welcome into the Plank Show. It is a Wednesday edition, but I just wanted to make this very clear. I am going to screw up, and I'm going to say Thursday probably quite a bit because we're at Gavin's group today, and that is our typical Thursday hang because tomorrow is the coaches' luncheon, and as you just heard in the crossover, Toby Rowland and I will be there in matching outfits to talk with Jeff Levy and Ted Riff. I I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I'm really juiced about being a part of this. I have... It's kind of been a roller coaster of my involvement because I did it with Toby once and where I was kind of the, the many, I, I say many years ago, like f- five or six years ago. I did it with Toby. I think it was Lincoln's first year that he did it. And I was out in the stands and or out in the crowd. I think I was doing doing crowd work. And then... You had, I, I mean, I, I know for some of you people, you freak out when you hear this name, but then Clark Stroud kind of took over and was doing it with Toby a little bit with Lincoln, so my services weren't needed. And then last year, I, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Josh, I don't even know if I, was I even in town last year for it? But my point was, it, like, Dad started doing it. He did it last year with Toby, and it was really cool. And it was really well done. Um, obviously, some things have shifted this year. Oh, the year of COVID, the year of COVID, Toby was out of town. The year 20, uh, whenever we were kicking off the 20, what was that, 2020 season? Was that the COVID season or was it 21? That's considered the COVID season. I got to go backwards by quarterbacks. Here we go. Uh, last year was Dylan. The year before was, Sp- yeah, so it was the year before, right? Was Spencer and Caleb? Or was it the year before that whenever it was Spencer Rapp? I think it was 2020, wasn't it? That sounds right, yes. Because we did it virtually. That's why. And so I hosted that year. It's just me and Lincoln. But now we're back, baby. I mean, everybody's officially back, including me. So coach's luncheon tomorrow. Uh, are you going to be out there with me? Didn't we have only done in the years past where you're going to be out there with me? You know, you were – you were away last year. Okay. I, I think that was your vacation week, and and I was out out on site. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. By the way, that's not to make it seem like they would have asked me last year. Come on. You guys have – if you listen to this show with any regularity, you know that there is a pecking order for if I end up at events like this or the women's clinic uh, or any recruiting events, if Toby can't do it, then I get the call. Now, to be fair, to be fair – uh, I'm very grateful because I was invited to the women's clinic. I didn't think I was going to get to be a big invite, Josh. I was invited to the women's clinic, and I had to say no because I was uh, my niece had her wedding this weekend. So it was I was very very happy that Woody invited me. Woody Glass invited me to be a part of it. Uh, but for me, this is a major checklist moment, right? This is one of those where oh, okay, let's go and. I don't know if if this is out there yet or not, Josh, but maybe we can kind of workshop it a little bit here. Uh, I it, it looks like the the it looks like the media day is going to be next week. Is that out there yet? Do I need to stop talking right now? Uh, well, it's uh, no. You can continue talking. I don't know if that's out there or not, but it sounds like it'll be next week. 
August 1st. So um, that's at least what I'm hearing. So, gosh, that would be next Tuesday, right? August 1st. You turn around and look at the calendar. I think that's, that's what correct. it is. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, you, boy, we're off, to a, we're off to a blazing start today. It seems like I haven't been on remote, and Josh has been back in studio in like a year, the way that this fine oil, well-tuned machine is going. Um, Josh, we both got to be out there, man. Get Connor on the hotline right now. Remember how well it worked last year? Yeah, let's get that done again. That was good. That was good last year. Mike Houck, if you're listening, can we just be in a suite like we were? We'll be away from everyone. We won't cause any problems. We'll be quiet. If, indeed, this is even correct, right? And if it's not correct, then whenever it is, can, can we just be a part of it again? That was so fun. We had so much fun. We don't get to go on remotes a lot. We, we had to break it up because of the different uh, setups, and I think you would be down for a while interviewing players. I dive down to interview players. Uh, Brent's going to be speaking during our show, but I don't know if that's a situation that – I don't know if that's a situation, Josh, that is uh, – that, that we're allowed to carry because of, of the affiliate and how you know the, the, the flagship, and understandably so, uh, wants to be the exclusive on that, completely get it. I don't know if we get to or not, but regardless, it looks like we're really – my point in bringing all this up is not, hey, look at all the fun stuff we're doing. It's, hey, look at all the cool stuff we're able to provide for you because we are now inching closer and closer. We are now checking off box after box after box to start really letting those juices ramp up for the college football season. And I'm not going to lie to you. You know, some people, some people say pace yourself. Some people say, well, you know, there's a lot going on with baseball and stuff right now. And I agree. And, I, in fact, I didn't even tell Toby this. I've become I, – I, like, I watch every Reds game now for some reason. So almost I feel like I need – I feel like I need to say something. Um, what's the best – what's the best story to – or the best way to put this? I feel like you need to have a conversation piece that's not always just about uh, football and our kids. So now I feel like when I'm with Toby, I'm like, hey – how about them Reds, huh? Bullpen was pretty good last night. So while I find myself watching a lot of Reds baseball, to you, uh, Josh, um, I also have found myself realizing all I want to talk about right now is college football. Now, I know there's some of you out there that are like NFL. I'm like, Guys, listen, I'm rooting for an NFL team who might win four games this year. Uh, if they get over that four-win mark, then I'll start being incredibly obnoxious and uncontrollable and be the first person to say, look at me, I was wrong. I was wrong. This team is good. But, man, I, for instance, let me give you a couple of and, – and Gary's going to join us here in a bit off the top because he's got a busy day. I spent way too much time listening to stories about this Michigan four-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. Too much time. And it got me thinking about one – major question out of this not there's some good ones right is this truly the penalty fitting the crime you know is this going to be the case now where you have something that is a violation and then you know we're going two or three years after the violation before the penalty i mean i i would hope if the ncaa is entering this enforcement era I would hope that of all the things that they have done incorrectly, Josh, that we can speed up that process. But it got me thinking more and more. What are those other stories like this, like the hamburgers that Jim Harbaugh allegedly didn't even buy the recruits, paid for the tip 
on the recruits, right? Isn't that the understanding of this? He didn't buy the burgers. He gave the tip on it. That's my understanding from all the 8,000 things I read yesterday and listened to. But that got me thinking. That was two, two, three years ago. What are the other stories that are out there right now that maybe we've forgotten about that we could see a hammer drop sooner rather than later? Because I'll be honest with you, just I completely forgotten about the Tennessee stuff until the hammer dropped, what was that, two weeks ago, right? One came to mind, and you tell me if you're hearing anything on this. I feel like the Iowa-Iowa State gambling quote-unquote probe has kind of disappeared and is one of those that you feel like with the urgency of the relationships between gambling and the several different legalized gambling outlets across college football now and in college football states, that that's one that needs to be addressed and not one that we'll be talking about two years from now. Is that is that anywhere on your radar? Have you heard anything about that? Well, Noah Shannon, who is a defensive tackle for Iowa, was one of the three selections for the Hawkeyes right. to go to Big Ten Media Days, which which is starts today. And last week he withdrew from going to Big huh. Ten Media Days because of his involvement in this uh, – this gambling probe. So that's about the latest that we've heard or seen on any of it. There's nothing in the in the way of, hey, he's going to miss a game right. or X amount of games yet, though probably you can put those tea leaves together too. So that's as far as we've gotten since the initial report. But is there – so Gary's Gary's here. He's going to join us. Gary Kibbs. Good morning, Gary. How are Good you? Good morning. Sorry. How are you, Chris? We're, we're talking about NCA violations here, uh, real quick before you join us. Is there anything else, Josh? And we'll put it to the Kniffelmeyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. We've had the resolution of what both Kansas and LSU right had the Tennessee resolution fall. This Michigan thing that I'm not going to lie, I'd completely forgot about. And in fact, when we started talking about it yesterday. Right, the whole conversation yesterday for me centered around: Does this have to do with the the data breach they had this earlier this summer? Does this have something to do with Shim Beckler's kid? Right, um, but no, it, it was from two three years ago. So, uh, it, it, what else is out there that we're missing on? That are made, and when I say missing on, I, I'm not trying to point a finger and say how dare you people, but that we haven't been talking about that we're waiting on the NCAA. Is that is there anything? Like right off the top of your head? Because I dug a lot last night and couldn't find anything. College basketball? Are we Where are we at with everything? Uh... I, good question. Good question. We'll, we'll, we'll dig through it today and try to answer that question. All right. Good morning, Gary. How good are morning. you? I'm doing great. How well, are you? You are busy this morning, man. Hey, I like to be busy. I, I know you do. I know that's the way to – so for those that are new to the program, welcome those who have just found us. Uh, welcome to the ref. We spend our Thursdays at Cavens Group, but uh, I know you've been a part of the coaches' luncheons in the past, and that's tomorrow, so you've been kind enough to shift with us, and I know you were out of town training last week, so uh, pumped to be back, man, but it does. I always feel bad. I feel like I throw off Jessica V, and I feel off like I throw off Amanda when I come in on a non-Thursday. You get that same sense? Yeah. But they adjust pretty quick, don't they? It kind of threw me off this morning. Me and Perry had to talk a little bit. But, you know, we figured it all out. Did I? Did my I text like, throw you off, or did you know before? It was that? the text. Oh, was, was it like, really? I was like, Perry, is Chris coming today? 
<laughs> He's like, yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, Dude, we I probably went, did. I went to, you can appreciate <laughs> this. Caven's Group, Caven'sGroup.com. We're going to talk all about it. You, you mentioned someone saying something, you get busy and forget. Uh, my niece got married this weekend, and awesome. her new husband's dad, her father-in-law, uh, we were just sitting there talking, and I'm like, so uh, where'd you go to high school? And he goes, well, I, I went to high school with you. And I was like, oh, what year did you graduate? He goes, well, I graduated in 93 with you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, we talked. We knew this, right? He's like, yeah. Dude. I'm like, okay. Yeah. My sister was just mortified at the moment. But it happens when you get busy, right? That's right. We won't it throw does. age in there at all. No, uh, not at all. All right, so no. what, are we, what are we seeing right now? Crazy heat. How's it affecting what, uh, what you guys are seeing a lot of calls on right now? So right now we're having a lot of calls on mold. Um, uh, mold issues with the heat and the humidity and everything. Um, we had a lot of uh, rain the first part of the summer. We had a very wet part of the first part of the mm-hmm. summer, and it definitely created some high humidity with the heat and just fed the mold. So we're seeing a lot of mold growth and a lot of mold calls, a lot of mold investigation right now. Um, we're seeing some roofing calls and stuff too, but it's a little too hot to be roofing right now. Uh, to uh, tears up the shingles and all that to be roofing right during this 100 degree heat so we're um we're you know we're we're working those calls and getting them set up for the uh the fall to be roofed and everything so that's what we're seeing a lot of right now is roofing calls um and then we're seeing a lot of mold calls you know Um, and we've surprisingly had a few water calls too really yeah so that's been that's been interesting right now usually it's a slow time with water you know, sewage back. We're seeing sewage backups, and then we're seeing uh, broken water pipes. They're just underground broken pipes. You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I usually make this segment about what my home needs, right? It's like, <laughs> all right, so what can I ask Gary? Where after we're done, I can be like, mm, I need that. I was bugging you about my power washer even last week off the air, but I just you mentioned the roof, and and it's it's just way too hot, but. I also think that this is a good moment for homeowners. And part of this is because Chris is a good salesman. And he's like, make sure you mention that roofing. <laughs> but it's a good it's a good time to really take inventory and, all right, we may have a roof issue, right? Maybe we, we have those. I mean, that rain to start July, Gary, un- I've never seen anything like it. I mean, we were mm-hmm. begging for no rain. I'd like to no, see the rain right now. Um, but you might have waited. You might have procrastinated. It's too hot to roof right now, but it's also something you can put on your, hey, I, I need to plan. I need to schedule this because you just don't know what might be wrong with your roof right now. And you guys will go out and check it out for them and let them know what they need. 100%. 100%. Chris and his team do a great job. They'll come out there. They'll check your roof, whether you're in Tulsa, you're in Norman, you're in Ardmore, um, you're in Stillwater. Wherever you're at, just give us a call. Chris and his team come out and check it, and it's just a peace of mind. It's a free inspection. They don't charge anything for it. If you need roof repairs, they'll let you know. If you need replacement, they'll show you pictures and tell you why you need a replacement and help walk you through that process. Um, you know, and, and they just do, like I said, do an outstanding job. You know, we're, you know, Chris is our roofing side, and then there's our commercial maintenance side where we do commercial maintenance for grocery stores, banks, um, um, you know, businesses of all different shapes and sizes, and uh, we, we service all of Oklahoma. And then, you know, and then the emergency construction side, the water, the mold, uh, the fire, uh, the crime scene cleanup. And then you've got the testing, all the different testings that we do, too. So we, you know, our team is uh, very versatile and able to help you in any way we can. 
you know, uh, I think the the area that has impressed me, and I and and I know we're, we're you're busy, and it's already nine nineteen a.m. But I want to make sure that I get all of this out here, Gary. You have continued to educate yourself and educate your employees on proper ways to, you know, make sure whenever you're out there, you're identifying and able to get rid of of mold. You've constantly been learning and training. How important is that to you to to be able to say, hey, we're not just coming out. But we're going to do a job that you're not going to have to call us again. Or we're doing a job that's going to keep your business and your home safe. I know that's important to you, and you guys test and I should say test train like crazy to make sure that you have the best. A hundred percent, Chris. You know we're here training and developing every day, every way that we can. Uh, continuing education on our on on the all of this stuff is super important. Me and Jessica VT we're talking about a class that we're doing together um, currently. Uh, basically developing. I'm also taking um, some additional classes to this month and next month um, to just continue to develop. And, you know, our skills are important in this industry is always changing and developing. And so if you're not continuing to develop your skills and learn the new things and get the newest technology for equipment and stuff like that in, uh, then you're not able to help your customer the best. And, you know, when it comes to commercial losses, we're there. We're helping keep the business open. We're turnkeying. And when it comes to residential losses, we're helping through the loss process. Um, and then sometimes we'll help with the build-back process. Sometimes we won't on the residential side. But on the commercial side, we turnkey it. And on sure. the residential side, you got people who are like, all right, this is the direction you need to go. I, I, I've always appreciated about that. You might say, hey, that's something to where these people will be able to help you. And it's always local. How important is that to you, Gary? That's super important. That's super important to me and Jessica Cavins. We're always giving back to the community. Um, we're always taking care of our own. Um, you know, it's it's really important to us because, you know, the big national companies like ServePlo, ServeMasters, all those different national companies, um, you know, even though some of them are even local franchises, but they're national companies, that money's going back to the national companies. Um, it's not going back into the community. It's not going back into um, the schools. It's not going back into, um, you know, the, the, all the different uh, ways that, you know, the community needs help. And, uh, you know, we've given back over $480,000 uh, over the last four and a half years, and we continue to give back. We're, you know, we're part of um, Big Movie Night here in Norman uh, for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Um, we're part of the Coaches Luncheon uh, one of the sponsors, the coach at luncheon tomorrow. Um, you know, we're always giving back to the community. We're always trying to help. And, you know, we're just not a greedy corporation um, that is taking money. We're turning around. We're giving it back to the community. We're a local contractor. And here's the deal is we have the resources the same as those national companies, mm -hmm. and we're able to help um, all of our customers and any future customers just as well as they are and you're keeping your money local and you know your money is not only going to a local family-owned business that um, you're also giving it back to your community and the great state of oklahoma cavensgroup.com 405-573-3048 that's in norman in the okc area in tulsa stillwater 2 918-282-7612 anything we left out anything you want to make sure we hammer home here today no, just if you have an emergency, we have guys on call 24-7, 365 for water, mold, um, all any kind of uh, emergency that you might have, emergency board ups, any, anything like that. We also have that testing, uh, fire testing, mold testing, um, uh, meth laboratory testing if you think a property was affected by uh, somebody doing uh, 
basically uh, cooking meth in your property, making sure it's a healthy environment. Um, we're just, you know, we have all those different testing that were water intrusion investigation, all that stuff available. All you have to do is pick up the call, uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. And that number, 405-573-3048. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Chris. Man. That's Gary Cavins. We surprised him by showing up on a Wednesday, but as Cavins Group does, he adjusts. Caymansgroup.com. Uh, Group. All right, a little bit behind. Let's get caught up. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is hopping already. My question off the top, uh, the, the Michigan story, it, to me, was, oh, okay, I, I completely forgot about this, that this was a thing. Four-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh for now. What's next? What, what's that next shoe to drop that maybe we've forgotten about? You guys have some interesting theories next, and we'll dive into them on the ref. All right. Welcome back to the Plank Show. Uh, we do have we do have a segmented show today. By that, Josh Helmer, I mean... There's plans? There's plans for the program. Oh, maybe that's I, great. There wasn't... What's the best way to put it? There was not a... There was not a casual approach to the show today. There was a very focused approach to the show today, putting it together. Well, I mean, I'm sitting there last night, and I'm fighting with these classic games. I'm, I'm, it's you, you get through it, and you get to a point, then all of a sudden the fourth quarter is gone. It's like, so I, I'll allow myself an hour for that every night. I'm almost done with a 72 game, um, but I sat down and I was watching. I was watching Sports Center because uh, it was on uh, like a lot last night, and they weren't. It, it, I almost felt like they were doing everything but talking the Michigan story. The story with Northwestern has become uh, like the go-to, and I'm just I, Jim Phillips. Is, he had to answer questions about it today at ACC Media Day because, for those that don't know, Jim Phillips was a former Northwestern athletic director. Now he's the commissioner of the ACC, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I I found myself really wanting to go just all in on college football. I mean, by my countdown clock that I have right here in front of my face, the one that I've just created specifically for this show, the college football season kicks off at 1.30 on August 26th. That's Notre Dame and Navy. In what, are we trying to call this week one again? Didn't we do this before? It's 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 zero week or yeah. week zero. You, you can't come on. You can't call the first four in the NCAA tournament the first round. You can't call, uh, you know, one game before everybody actually <sighs> kicks off in week one of the college football season. Week one, it's it ain't gonna happen. Quit try quit trying to make fetch happen. It's not happening. But if you if you decide that we're gonna put some bangers. On, on this week, then let's go. You know, if you're going to put, what would we have? We had like Miami and Florida one year. Felipe Franks. I think there was like seven sacks in that game. Terrible football game. But if you decide, okay, um, we're going to spruce this up by making week one. And, and I don't know, Josh, our week zero, week one, and put better games. And I don't know if coaches would be more apt to want to play that early or not, I would assume no. I would assume they would want that extra time. But if they could exchange it for maybe a later bye week or maybe a second bye week, I I just I don't know if they're trying to juice up the attractiveness of starting the season earlier because by the matchups 
we're not getting it, right? We're not – you get Notre Dame, Navy, and I, I'm trying to go off the top of my head, and what, like USC, San Jose State or something like that? I mean, there's really there's really not much. I think Tulsa even plays on that, third, on that Saturday. But if we're getting to the point where coaches are like, yeah, we, we wouldn't mind playing in that opening week, hey, get, get to their AD and say, let's play – I don't think they are. I mean, but, but again, if you're going to change it for a second bye – or, or maybe the having that buy before a conference champion. I don't know. I, I just I wonder what the attraction is of these shifts to try to make it seem a little bit more normal. Because you don't just do it to do it, right? They're not just saying, "Hey, this is no longer week zero; it's now week one." They're not just doing it for the ill of it, right? There's got to be some sort of why behind it. It's got to be a vig. Got to right. be a vig. Right. You don't uh, you don't get extra practices out of it. Right? I mean, you could start sooner. You start sooner. Right. But so how about this then? In between week zero and week one, would you have to dial back the amount of practices you have? Where's a, where's a coach or an administrator that has been involved in games that took place in week zero? The phone's open for you. See, that's, I mean, that's a one way you could get more folks on board is if you – you know, don't slice and dice the practices in between week zero and week one. If you're winding up with, you know, five more practices out of uh-huh. the deal, then okay, well, and oh, by the way, you get to start a little bit sooner. Yeah, maybe maybe more folks say, oh, okay, let's talk. Anyway, 31 days, three hours and 56. Hold on. Let's do math again. Forty, uh, 31 days, three hours, 56 minutes and 32 seconds. So with that in mind, I can't help but wondering what's the NCAA got up its sleeve for who's next because I had forgotten about the Michigan story. As you mentioned, Josh, one of the Iowa guys that was going to media day, one of the Iowa guys going to media day is, is not now. So that's, that's inched up, ratcheted up speculation on that front. Is, have you heard any pending announcement of suspensions? Because I'll be honest with you again, Josh, I am H.O., I had completely forgot about it maybe even affecting this year until we were playing the Bud Elliott clip yesterday where he was rolling through, hey, stop me whenever something that is impossible to happen here, running through potentially Oklahoma, running the gamut on the season. Is there is there buzz about it at all? Oh, I think people want to know, but okay. in terms of there being something imminent, no, not really. And how about this? So Noah Shannon – voluntarily removed himself from Big Ten Media Day. Voluntarily. Okay. Because of the involvement here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, that raises its own series of questions. Why was he selected for Big Ten Media Days to begin with? I mean, did Coach Ference know? I mean, on and on and on. There's so many little webs to that. But let's let's just go with the he voluntarily removes himself from Big Ten Media Days. Okay, so now we can exist in this universe where – Iowa at least knows, okay, here's one football player that's involved, and Noah Shannon is not just – this is not just somebody bringing water bottles to his teammates. This is an right. impact guy, right? <laughs> so if you're Iowa and you're Iowa State here, I mean, what's the approach? Do you do you voluntarily suspend Noah Shannon for a couple of your non-conference games that it's like, all right, okay, we feel pretty good we're going to win this Utah State game? Or do you sit there and play the guy with the hopes that, eh, well – I don't know. Maybe they'll just uh, take a long time figuring out what the punishment will be. 
I don't even know if Matt Campbell talked about it at Big 12 Media Day. If he did, I, I, I don't think it was at the podium. But, I mean, it may, maybe everyone forgot, too. If, if it was out there, I completely missed it. But I was thoroughly searching last night and couldn't find anything. Because that, to me, is the biggest story right now. I'm like, okay, what's next? What's the next punishment? I didn't even have this on my depth chart. Here's a good one real quick before we break from the 817. Maybe they'll punish Kansas basketball one of these days. No. Th- no. But did we not? It wasn't the suspension of Bill Self the closure in that or no? Maybe. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I think other people want more than that. Yeah, especially Oklahoma State fans right now. Anyway, I interesting. Interesting. I got more on the Jim Harbaugh thing coming up a little bit later on the program. When we come back, we'll hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Good stuff. Uh, and I mentioned I'm all in on football. Tomorrow is the coaches' luncheon. Uh, BV won't be there, but we will have Jeff Levy and Ted Roof. Let's give you a quick little preview of it. Travis Davidson, who has become in 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 my world a go to for. Uh, news and notes and tidbits on the recruiting side of things. So Travis is going to join us in hour two because, as I mentioned, I've, I've been really thinking about some of the text we've been getting to the show, right? And we got a text the other day about, hey, what have you heard from Brent Venables that has since changed or maybe you think he's changing? And we got into that yesterday. Well, late yesterday in the program, it was, why are we missing on five-star offensive linemen? Why are we not getting marquee offensive linemen? So I, 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 I tab Travis to join us coming up at 1030 to talk about it. But next, what, what can we expect tomorrow at the coaches' lunches? Plus your texts and calls right here from Cavens Group on a Wednesday on The Ref. Tomorrow is the coaches' luncheon. We're really excited to be a part of it. It's one of my favorite dates on the, on the calendar. It's fun. Uh, a lot of people get involved, and I uh, I appreciate it. It's always been a big event. So the Citizens Advisory Board is involved in this, uh, fostering futures, raise money to support the needs of foster children. And um, it's, it's, a really, it's a really cool event. And I'm – I don't know, Josh. You got to go last year. What was the – did you stick around last year, or did you have to get last year? Uh, I can't remember. I think I stuck around. I'm okay. pretty sure I did. It's just because, to me, I've always enjoyed this event. This has been one of those that, when I can, I'm going to be there. And, by the way, it's quick. It's it's not one of those to where you're sitting in your chair and you're like, <sighs> this thing over yet some luncheons can be that way this thing cooks this thing moves so tomorrow um 11 30 to 1 will be lot out there from life church so i'm i'm excited to be a part of it i want to just point this out i love jeff levy i love jeff levy i think he is a future head coach and i can't wait to see what he has in store over the next couple of years here in oklahoma I dig Ted Roof. I said it for all you people there on the Internet pointing fingers on old Ted Roof. So you get two, two pretty cool dudes, but they're both really, really good at not necessarily giving you too much information. You get, you get Levy aside and there's no mics, it'll give you a little bit. 
When there is Mike's in the crowd, he's pretty sharp about what he's going to tell you. He's not going to give away too much. So, I, number one, that's what I would say. Number two, I don't really know. I wonder how much, Josh, tomorrow the conversation will be about, like, SEC readiness. Because what I have noticed in the past about this crowd, you know, it's not there's ref listeners and there's message board subscribers and there's diehards, but there's also those that haven't lived this 24-7, 365. Like those of you in the ref army, uh, I saw my man Craig from the Plank Platoon checked in already this morning. There's not, there's always this group, Josh, that loves OU football, but they have their downtime. They have their away time. So do you, especially with Levy having coached at Ole Miss and Ted Roof having coached in the SEC, do you get the sense we'll get any SEC readiness type of questions for these two guys? Because I'll tell you what, if we do, I think it would be, hey, we're focused on 2023, right? I think that absolutely you'll get uh, some of that, no question. And I would imagine, you know, generally speaking – this, uh, you know, the group that's at this coach's luncheon, there'll be mostly positive questions. I'm sure there'll be right. maybe one or two that say hey, uh, six and seven. What What's mm-hmm. going to happen this year? But generally it will be pretty positive about why are you excited for the season and those types of questions. If you're in the why don't you grill the coaches more group, this, this is, is not, probably not yeah, the event. This is not going to be your event. <laughs> this is not the event for you. But Coach V is not going to be there. Coach Venable is not going to be there. But when you get a chance to hear from Coach Roof and you get a chance to hear from uh, Coach Levy, it is it's home run, man. It's going to be a fun day. And I'm sure we'll learn a little bit more about Jackson Arnold. The one thing that always kind of stinks about the timing of this, and I mean this in the, in the best way possible for the coaches, but they really haven't seen them yet. right? You haven't had your first practice yet, and that's going to come next week. So it's, it's more still – what Josh spring carryover kind of what they've been able to hear and see some during the summer, but really it's, it's just, to me, it's a, it's a continuation of some spring storylines sprinkled in with, all right, well, uh, who are these wide receivers, right? Outside of Drake. Um, and why do, why do I always forget Jalil Farouk's name outside of Drake and Jalil Farouk, you know, Hey, Jeff Levy, what are you seeing? I would imagine there'll be, you know, you can't talk recruiting, but I'm sure there'll be some recruiting talk as well, too. I wonder how much we'll get on the offensive line tomorrow, Josh, because that to me is still one of the most fascinating places for Oklahoma on the field to where, you know, you you graduated, quote unquote, graduated. You're starting left tackle and right tackle. Right. And one of those ended up being the first ever first round pick in Anton Harrison. But for some reason. I, I don't – I'm not panicking. I'm not overly concerned about it because, you know, I have full faith that Walter Rouse, I think he's going to be pretty good. People are based excited on what about Guyton. Right, and, and Guyton was – I mean, come on, dude. He, he was pretty much the starting right tackle down the stretch anyway. You bring back Rame, who is now in his third year being a center. So if he's he, – he better have it figured out by now at that position – and I understand that you're flanking with potentially two new starters, right, I, depending on how you view Matar. But I would love to get into some offensive line conversations with Jeff Levy because, I don't know, man, call me crazy, but I, I think they can be really good this year. 
and, and I loved what we saw in the bowl game in terms of how they ran the football. I, right. I think was uh, one of the biggest takeaways from the Cheez It Bowl was, man, Oklahoma with uh, Javante Barnes with Sachuk, a pair of 100 yard rushers in that game, and an offensive line with uh, with Bird and with Guyton and others. Man, uh, they they might be leaning on the run game a little bit. Sure. And, and is that going to be part of the DNA of this squad early as they try to break in what is a, a green wide receiving core across the board? I mean, I, I can totally see that scenario. And how good are they going to be at it, right? I mean, right. where is this offensive line at? Right, exactly. It's going to be a uh, – it's going to be a fun day. And we're going to learn a lot more, uh, we think. But in that same vein, uh, like I said, Coach Coach Levy and, and Coach Ted Roof, they're pretty sharp. They're not going to give away too much. But real quick before we break, Josh, I just I feel like it'll be all over the place on defense, right? I'm sure there'll be a lot of Peyton Bowen questions. I'm sure we'll uh, – I, I'm real curious about what that depth looks like at Cheetah, right? Is it McCullough and Harrington, or is it, you know, even beyond that? <laughs> and, and I know last year people laughed – because all anyone ever asked about was the cheetah. But it's funny, in recruiting, you felt like every guy that was interviewed in recruiting was talking about what coming here to be a cheetah. You know, what's that depth at linebacker look like? What's that competitive depth look like? Is Kobe McKenzie in the mix? Uh, is is Kanick? I, I feel like we have hardly talked about Jaron Kanick this summer. He was the talk of last year, and I feel like it barely, if rarely, even gets brought up. What are some defensive storylines you're intrigued by for tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon? Well, I think you hit one of them right there is – it's almost as though you said Canick, Stutzman, McCullough, probably, right? Linebackers and, you know, obviously Cheetah there. Is that really the case? Right. I mean, I think that's uh, – Stutzman we know, but the other two, I mean, what's happening? I- I'm very curious about that. All right, quick break. It's 9.50. Whoa, where'd this first hour go? We're at Cavens Group on a Wednesday today because tomorrow we will be at the coaches' luncheon. And, again, if you want more information on the coaches' luncheons and uh, how you can get involved, I'll give you that next. We'll, we'll break down how you can be a part of it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Mark and Blanchard asks a good question. Josh, Chris, I don't know if you all know the answer to this or not, but I was wondering if Brent or Joe C. will fill that turnip seeds position. You know, it didn't even register with me until I heard Toby talking about it a couple of weeks ago, and that essentially was a created position. And I've said this many, many times. You know, Thad was – you heard Brent Venable say it, his his footprint, fingerprints all over this program. I guess foot fingerprints would work better than footprint. It footprints everywhere. He's stomping all over the place. But in, in Woody Glass – I mean, they've got a freaking rock star. So, I mean, you again, I, I felt like Woody on that legal side of things, very smart, very brilliant legal mind, but also well-organized guy. And I understand that there were two different roles, but I don't think, I don't think Woody would mind embracing more responsibility. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it, but they've got one of the best director of ops outside of, say, Jackie Livingston. Jackie's the best uh, with Ryan Gaines. You got one and one A. You got Jackie at one and Ryan Gaines at one A. You can't go wrong with the Diamond Sports director of ops. But John Kelly's 
really good at his job. And Oklahoma has had some really good director of operations, uh, including uh, Matt McMillan, who was the, the gold standard. So I don't know. That's a good question, Josh. I haven't heard anything about replacing it. But, again, it was it was a created position that I, I don't know if maybe Brent Venable says, yeah, I need someone like this. Or if maybe in what was the purpose for Thad's – tenure at Oklahoma it had been accomplished and that role just isn't really something that's needed right now I think you got to the crux of it it's does Brent need it does Brent feel that he needs it and if the answer there is yes then probably Josie and Brent and whoever else they'll put their heads together and find a proper candidate and if the answer to that question is no then probably no you won't see anybody Realtor Chris Plank, did you say no to the women's clinic to avoid injury? No comment. No comment. But I did go through some of the drills last year. So I, I was able to get through them injury-free. I did a couple of the, the Schmitty sessions. And I, I was sweating like crazy. And Gunny writes, I'll give you one thing. Muleshoe was absolutely correct. He can't recruit Oklahoma. BV and his staff sure as hell can recruit to Oklahoma, though. Yeah, we're going to talk about that with Travis coming up a little bit next hour. Big get for the Sooners on the recruiting trail. But some of you, you're just not satisfied. We'll try to get to the crux of it coming up next. Plus, Josh, when we come back, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. And I'll tell you about what right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.